Hello. Last night I tried to do a, a podcast about... I spent uh, almost two hours on it. It was going really, really well. And after I was done, something bugged out on my iPhone and it didn't save the file. So it was all for nothing. But I did get some practice, you know, using my voice. And I thought I might try to recap some of the ideas that I was presenting last night. Although it won't be the same. Because I was sort of in really into it last night. So I was had brought up a new book that I was reading. Gulag Arpalagato Arpa, or something. Arpalagio. It's a, a, a book written, written by a Russian prison camp survivor. He was in a Soviet prison camp for like 10 years of his life. And uh, the book started out... I just started it, but uh, it's a very long book. It was very, very relevant to today's readers, especially in the U.S., because uh, the 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 uh, prison state and the prison industrial complex and the police, you know, brutality and the total blind obedience that all of these cult members, government, have to authority and to money, is a recipe for another uh, total total uh, enslave enslavement and destruction scenario and that's exactly what's playing out in this current timeline at this moment in the united states it's uh full-on totalitarianism and uh most of the time people try to ignore it and they don't want to look into it especially the types of pain and suffering that it generates for people who are its victims I mean, we're all its victims, and we are all experiencing pain and suffering on a daily basis because of blind obedience to the dictates of this completely immoral, totally robotic, slave, uh, evil system. The system itself almost seems like it has some sort of form of artificial intelligence or something. Like it has programs that run in this system and they don't have any power if people stop obeying that's the secret to getting out of the matrix is the matrix has no power on its own it doesn't have terminator robots yet they actually might already exist armies of them might already exist underground waiting to be deployed you know at the right moment or it might still be in experimentation, and there might be the, the Terminator prototypes. <laughs> However, it doesn't seem like the artificial intelligence software is at the point yet where it can organize a complete uh, global genocide of all humans. And it doesn't seem to be, you know, self-aware. And and self-awareness for a computer could mean many things. It doesn't necessarily have to mean it has emotions and it has, uh, uh, you know, 
All it, all it could mean is that, yeah, we have software running that learns how to evolve itself. And it learns how to pick up new new uh, abilities that we can't predict what's going to happen. And so it just decided one day on its own, however that, ha- however that works, it evolved into this new state where it's now creating more and more advanced Terminator robots. And then all of a sudden it just decides something goes wrong with the uh, boundary conditions that you know the the nazi crazy scientists or maybe they maybe they did this on purpose they try to they try to use these terminator robots as a weapon against the public and you know that's the beginning of world war z where uh, yeah that we the, we slowly allowed them to continue stealing money from us for decades and decades and centuries and they developed such wealth these secret societies and intelligence agencies, military-industrial complex, you know, the satanic pedophile network, they developed such wealth that under our very noses, they, they built, they slowly built a technological power differential while we're still over here trying to fight about who's allowed to have guns, right? They have Terminator robots. And, and guns against a well-built, uh, you know, robotic tank you're not gonna do much with a with a you know a handgun going up against a, a Terminator robot. <laughs> so the government um, has already got got us with our pants down, and it's already fucking everybody. And uh, the when you know the only way to turn the situation around is to start to recognize what's happening and take a stand against it and put the truth out on the internet. And every everywhere you go, just as a daily practice, a spiritual practice, that's the only way out. So I didn't get into Terminator Robots last night, but it is uh, always a nice thing to talk about. Well, so the book Archipelago Gulag. At the beginning, the guy was describing how the police and the government of Soviet had uh, gotten the art of arresting people down to a science where they developed it and had developed the techniques to the point where they could arrest millions of millions of people with uh with a small with a small um army the police the domestic army you know mili- military male dominator order followers of the you know the state's henchmen their attack dogs using a very small amount of these people because in in, in you know, in most police states, the amount of, the amount of people working for the government, and especially when you count the most violent of them, the police, they are a tiny fraction of uh, the you know population. And what some of the techniques were was they would arrest people overnight, so that 
everyone would be asleep and it would be like nothing happened. People wouldn't even notice that their neighbors were gone. And they could spend, they could take their time on the arrest and spend hours and hours and hours tearing the whole house apart and claiming to be searching for something when, you know, stealing people's stuff. They stole a lot of occult knowledge that should have been available to people, but it was instead sequestered by government and probably ended up some some sort of underground, you know, who knows what the government intelligence agencies does with these, like, writings from, uh, you know, Buddhist masters or, or archaeological findings. They, they, the police would just confiscate all kinds of shit steal everyone's shit, probably pocket some of it for themselves. Um, I'm sure there were plenty of rapings in the, in the process of these uh, arrests because when, when male-dominator power gets out of control, uh, they are given leeway to take some of the spoils of war for themselves and to enjoy some of the, you know, the, the suffering and the death and the rape and carnage that goes along with any type of male domination whether that's a police state takeover or if that's a military takeover an invasion there is always some amount of torture and rape that is perpetrated by the male dominators because that is what that vibration always creates and the police are the ones doing it and the military are the ones doing the the bulk of it So to expect that not to happen, you know, when they're arresting 10 million people and executing people and sending them to torture camps, expect there not to be any rapes, uh, you know, of of whoever they feel like raping that day. That's just naive and that's, you know, something that the American public does not, uh, I never hear anything about stuff like this, you know, in mainstream media. They want to turn us all into soft little fairies who uh, will never ever say no to authority and won't recognize the immorality and wrong wrongness of all forms of authority and especially government they always want us to uh, find you know the, the occult manipulation techniques they use are just so there's such a wide variety of them you have word obfuscation with, you know, confusing the language, trying to turn words like anarchy into its opposite, word magic that they use, uh, creating new words like conspiracy theorist and demonizing a conspiracy theorist and, you know, get, creating this public widespread stigma associated with people who question authority. I mean, if that's not total mind control just you know demonizing people who question authority and who think that the authorities might have done something wrong and hidden it right just just demonize an entire group using a label conspiracy theorist and then just blasting that out on mainstream everything until until the people are programmed into into this childlike mindset of yeah well anybody who has any ideas that question authority are conspiracy theorists and the tv told me that all conspiracies are nonsense and i believe that 
100%, along with everything else they, they feed me. There are plenty of people walking around who are still drinking the Kool-Aid because be, the, the way you know that is because there's still Taco Bells and there's still, there's still Big Oil and there's still KFC and there's still police everywhere. Until that goes away, the, the great work isn't done. Like, we, we can't... We can't call it a success and say that, uh, you know, the spiritual awakening has already happened or is even happening until all this stuff starts going away. That is where the uh, sort of rubber meets the road, as you could say. Is uh, are the conditions on Earth actually changing or are we still paying bankers interest fees on bullshit loans that they made up out of thin air and, you know, paying mortgage to people, total strangers, you know, under these weird labels, Chase Bank, who we have no idea where the money, right, just total enslavement. Until all that changes, you know, we're sort of fucked and uh, we can't sit here and say that we're spiritually enlightened as a, as a population, at least, until, until this all goes away. You know, we, we should be flying around in UFOs by now, not not sucking the earth dry of oil and, uh, you know, create... And, you know, if, they, if it doesn't happen, then the Terminator robots are probably eventually going to uh, have their way with us, right? And they might be remote-controlled, too. That would be kind of interesting. Yeah, the, the maybe they wouldn't have artificial intelligence... Terminator, you know, fully uh, self-aware Terminator robots, but they what they do already have is these Predator drones, which are nothing but Terminator robots that are remote controlled by some guy who is, you know, probably was a video game nerd and was told by the military, yeah, just have your have a field day. Let's let's have some fun blowing up children today. Of course, we're going to tell you that it was it wasn't a child that you just blew up. It was a, bu- a bunch of terrorists, and we're not going to explain to you anything about of the details, you know that that any rational person would would require an explanation of how you know this person is a you know abuser or a, or a dominator or deserves to have bombs dropped on them, and how you know one hundred percent that. Uh, There's not innocent bystanders, you know, if we're going to drop bombs on a place, there's not innocent bystanders who aren't going to be collateral damage. That's what any moral person would ask those questions, and and if the, if the uh, you know, person trying to give you these orders actually had a reasonable explanation of, to why, of and, you know, had some evidence that, yeah, there are actual terrorists living in, in a in this spot and we can bomb when it comes to authority it's it's uh, totally insane so another advantage of making arrests at night is uh, that they can they can just slowly do it one day take their time every night and do one house at a time and then make their way through an entire neighborhood and nobody in the neighborhood even notices that all their neighbors are gone until it's too late and uh and they, you know, they start. They get a knock on the door, and the guy said when he was arrested, he felt uh, the fear, you know, of being arrested instantly hits you because you know exactly what that means—that your whole life is now changed, and uh, all of the suffering and torture 
and you know death and and you know 10 years of torture and a prison camp the, you know you've got it right around the corner now and uh, they've got you and he said the only thing you could do is whimper out oh well, well what did I do <laughs> you know and it's the same thing in America if, if you uh, if you for any reason accidentally or whatever get come across these evildoers the police and the, you know they just randomly pick people to bully sometimes it, it's not unheard of at all it's they they some of them ha- have negative intentions and are psycho- psychopathic uh you have to be at least a secondary psychopath to even do a job like that because of the amount of emotional destruction in the self required to completely destroy the empathetic um, mammalian brain and just base everything on the dominator repti- reptilian brain of emotionless and uh you know that's sort of required in police work is no emotions who cares uh who's being hurt and and how tragic it is just fucking evict these people and if they give you any shit kill them that's sort of how that's how it goes with with the cops you know um just write this guy a ticket and if anyone gives you any shit you know you have a license to kill is what the state you know torture and kill if you if you need to tase them until 20 times well as long as they were breaking a law and that somehow and then they they you know if there was some sort of breaking of the law involved well you've got free reign now basically to just torture the shit out of them and uh you you know i can say it like that and people are like well it's not that bad and you get on youtube or, or a few websites and you type in like police brutality and you see yeah it is that fucking bad they had one case where there was a police station in America that was you know they were on film torturing a person to death who had already been arrested they, he was tied to a, a restraining chair and they were just uh, five or six of them we're just sitting there tasing him, and and I'm pretty sure, I don't know if he died or not, but this has happened multiple times. This has actually happened where they will tie people to restraining chairs, and then murder them. This one time it happened with pepper spray. Uh, you know, it's happened many times. I've seen videos of cops taking a woman who they uh, had arrested, and you know like doing random strip tease rapey things and then uh yeah but the person they were being sort of stripped by five or six of them and and not really there's no real explanation as to why they were even doing that and it was clearly traumatic violence and then she ended up being alone with one or two of them for over an hour (laughs) and no you know when you when you're arrested by these people you're under their total, uh, what do you call it? You're basically at their, at their mercy. And they can do whatever the fuck they want to you. And, and maybe, maybe if you're lucky, there, there might be a, a news story about what happened, you know, in your, in your, in your death. Or maybe they just turned the cameras off and claimed they weren't working, right? That's been known to happen. I mean, just the danger of authority is so, uh, 
I mean, we're all being affected by it, even if we're not in prison, even if we're not regularly being arrested and violated physically. Um, like, if you just go to the airport, everyone there is being coerced into a low-level physical violation just by being forced to go through their body scanner bullshit. I mean, that's just conditioning you to think that we're all a herd of cattle who can, and and that farming us is is legitimate and bossing us all around like we're we're cattle is you know some. I mean, they've done an amazing job of indoctrinating people into this mindset that it's all necessary. It's all you know a natural evolution of humanity and this collectivist you know will actually work and it is the right path and all you are supposed to do as a citizen is is obey and do not ever disobey and we're and we're going to write a million or three billion or however many regulations and you're and you are required to understand and obey all of them otherwise we have you know the license to torture you and put you know and put you in a cage and destroy your whole fucking life that's that's the situation that we are in and they've conditioned people not only to not recognize that uh, system as the forces of evil they've further conditioned them to the point where they evil and good are politically incorrect words that they want um, they want the uh, public to think that only fundamentalist uh, religionists like Christian fundamentalist Christians and Muslims, and totally backwards, ignorant, rednecks kind of thing would ever even think in terms of good and evil. That's sort of what they're going for, is to have this progressivist... Um, and it ties into the New Age movement, too. Where it's like, yeah, if you still want to be spiritual and um, woo-woo and uh, you know have an emotional experience while you're here, well, we have the New Age religion. And as long as we can totally strip the whole masculine component of self-defense and, and righteous rebellion against violence, as long as we can program that out of you, it's just fine if you, if you have a, some amount of femininity and care. As long as you don't care about yourself enough to actually do something when we're coming for your rights on a daily basis. And as long as we can keep you in, in this fear-based uh, Stockholm Syndrome condition where you're, where you're easily controlled and, and easily uh, emotionally manipulated and easily um, submissive to, to our fear propaganda... And as long as you obey, it doesn't matter, you know, if you if you have a little fun with with crystals and send, sending intentions out. As long as you don't uh, uh, dis- get in a way of our plan to, to totally destroy and, and enslave everybody, then you're fine just being, being all emotionally, I don't know. That's a big part of the New Age movement is totally stripping all masculinity out of it. You know, the ability to defend yourself and even recognize evil. That's a big one in there, too, is we're just going to obfuscate. And uh, Passio said when he was involved in Satanism that they had publishers in their networks that were putting out um, fake New Age material that they made up to purposefully mislead people and to push this movement as some sort of a sort of spiritual revolution for naive children to buy into 
And that's sort of what it attracts. You see a, a lot of uh, naive people who um, might claim that they care about themselves and about the people around them, but they haven't developed the willpower yet and the knowledge required to do anything uh, to, to change the situation. And I saw an example of this on a documentary last night. I'll speak about it in a minute, but the solution to this hor- horrible cult that had developed in, in the Mormon, it was called like Fundamentalist Latter-day Saints. It was in Utah. It's where it started. Uh, it was a polygamy cult. Uh, you know, when polygamy became illegal. Not that polyamory should ever be illegal. Not that anything should be illegal. You know, giving the state the ability to decide what is what right and wrong is and to change their mind on it like a bunch of moral relativists that is one of the root causes of of you know the whole problem but the solution that this you know fundamentalists it was kind of like a christian that was on this radio show they had a victim you know that had been raped who uh had started to recognize where this cult had gone wrong and it was it was again total obedience to authority was was what this cult had programmed them. I mean, it's a pattern. It, it the pattern of this microcosm cult in America in the ni- in the 20th century was the exact same pattern that the government has us all under in in terms of authority and in terms of uh, rulership. It was just that somehow this cult had managed to. By, by isolating themselves onto property that they own, by uh, m- generational trauma-based mind control, which is what a lot of the satanic cults use, and the Illuminati and government agencies also use that. Military is under tra- trauma-based mind control. The police are under trauma-based mind control. Um, they're all cults. And the pattern is always sort of the same. It's like, yeah, we're just going to blindly follow what the cult leaders tell us to do. Our free will does not matter. We do not think for ourselves. We just do what they tell us and uh, believe their uh, whatever crazy belief systems that you got to tell them to get them to uh, to have this group identity and to get rid of their own sovereignty and free will to pass that up which is not possible to do under natural law, but to convince them that, that, that you know, the opposite of the truth is the truth. That's sort of what brainwashing is, and this was a perfect example of brainwashing. The name of the movie was Prophets Pray, and it was about a Mormon cult that, um, I'll, I'll get into it in a, in a little bit, but it was ironic, though, that this person was on a talk show with a, with an old Christian lady who had also been abused by a similar polygamy community. Um, her solution, though, was, well, we need to pressure the authorities to do something about it because we we keep we all know about it, but they don't do anything about it. The authority, the police, they don't do anything about it. Maybe they're afraid. Maybe they think they can't. And the other guy was like, well, maybe they think they can't do anything because they're all isolated and there's so many of them and it's such a big problem. They just don't want to go there. And it's like, you see, they don't even realize that they are, uh, they may have made it outside of that small cult, but but they're still in the big cult. And uh, the authorities, the people can't, 
get it out of they got to get it out of their minds that these people have um, any intention or motivation or that their even their job description is not to protect anybody and it is not to enforce good they 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 it's the exact opposite of that their job is to enforce evil onto everybody and to make sure the farm is running as, according to plan um, no matter how many people have in the process, to, as long as the farm is running, they will continue to have a job and the government will continue to uh, um, give them license to kill and license to torture as long as, uh, is, uh, you know, they're not so outlandish with it that a riot is started. Then if a riot is started because, yeah, they tortured one too many innocent people, and it was too obvious, and it was all on film, and they should have they should have deleted the evidence, but but this you know they were incompetent. Well, then they might have to make an arrest to uh, you know of one of the cops, but maybe the FBI will come in and arrest one of them, and then we can make the FBI out to to be heroes, right? We can just we can funnel we can fix this. We can this fits into our story. They've got a plan for everything, a mind control story for for every contingency. So say say some of their cops uh, the public just can't take it anymore and they start to rebel and they just start to demand that these p- people retire. Well, the federal government has a solution to that. We can send in FBI and we can make, you know, a couple arrests of these police and then we can paint this big picture that the FBI and that authority is legitimate and that these checks and balances work and that uh, the FBI are now the heroes. And then the FBI are just higher up farmers too. They're just order following um, male dominators that are under the same exact pattern. And, and yeah, we might have to occasionally throw uh, a few of our own ranks under the bus, but nobody... That's the thing about Satanism is they don't care about their own ranks. The lower level order following uh, human robots that they hire... Uh, they have zero attachment to their well-being and safety. They're just tools to be used to uh, enslave everybody and steal everything and destroy everything. And as soon as that job is done, they, they're going to throw them under the bus too. And if one of these tools stops being useful, well, just they're disposable. Yeah, the guy. Yeah, our our army men got their legs blown off. Well, fuck them. We got it. We got a new wave of army men and we don't need to even provide them decent health care because fuck them they they serve their purpose and their purpose was to help us steal oil <laughs> you know the purpose of this cop was he, he did his job for a while and then uh, well now the public doesn't like it so what we can fix this problem by throwing him in a cage for, for life <laughs> and uh who cares you yeah, right he might have been just doing his job at the time and doing everything by the book but sometimes we have to sacrifice our own rank and uh That's evil. Evil is the wrong path is because you've just isolating yourself and the people, you know, at the tops of these pyramids, they all hate each other. It's not like they're this uh, functional family. They're all they torture their own children, for God's sake. And uh, until people really take a firm stand against them, the the psychopaths are just going to continue with this manipulation and this parasitic energy leeching. And uh, it's like an eternal thing that you have to continue speaking out against it. I mean, it gets repetitive coming out of my mouth. I start to get sick of talking about it over and over again. But, you know, they're still here, right? I can't just say police are evil one time and write it down on a piece of paper one time and expect that, 
one one magic phrase, one magic word to just change the uh, the whole paradigm, right? I mean, you you gotta be persistent and you gotta keep repeating the truth and keep learning about the truth and and keep expressing it in new ways and practice with your voice. And even if it doesn't seem like it's working, like last night, you know, I wasted an hour and a half doing it, and then I lost the fucking file. It wasn't a waste because the intention was there, and uh, I was motivated to do it again today. So here we are. So I think my uh, spiritual work of fasting might be paying off. So I was just at the grocery store, and I seemed to be able to uh, be much more at ease with myself. I didn't realize how at ease with myself I was until I saw someone that I knew and I had a really good conversation with them about, you know, um, government tyranny (laughs) and uh, slavery and um, forces of evil and and stuff. Just sort of came out naturally as the conversation progressed, but it was a very, very nice conversation. Um, Then I had another conversation too and um, used to, I was just too uh, uptight and uh, traumatized and too much in a terrible mood to ever really come converse with anybody, unless I already knew the person, so. It does seem like I am getting better, at least in that way, which is nice. It's very, sort of a big deal for me to... Uh, be a little bit more social and uh, easygoing, and I think I feel like the pressure sort of is taken off. Yeah, that's definitely what's happening. When I, whenever I'm been fasting consistently, all of that ego egoic pressure of desire is just removed. So it's I you know I'm not as much concerned with sexual desire as, uh, you know, which can sort of make everything into this, like, life-or-death situation, it feels like, when you're that fucking, um, desirous. All, everything, some, um, you know, everything just is painful, and, uh, it's a lot of pressure, you know. Removing the food, though, sort of starves that out, and then the pressure is taken off, and you feel a lot better, and... I guess that ends up manifesting with everything being better. I mean, it does. I've, I've already experienced it. And you spend less money on food, so you're, you're less of a slave, right? Uh, today I did eat a little bit. I had a little bit of hummus my mom made me, you know. I was planning on fasting all day again, but... Handmade hummus. It's hard to resist. So, maybe, maybe better luck tomorrow. Maybe, maybe I can just fast the rest of the day until dinner. (laughs) It's very nice for me because my parents live right around the corner. So I pretty much never have to uh, buy food if I don't want. Just eat at their house all every day, you know, they make amazing meals, they cater to me being vegan, which I've convinced them to eat less meat, I really have, I've, I've seen it, they haven't been, um, eating meat at every fucking meal anymore, well, they do, although they do here and there, 
So there's another you know thing that paid off today. I sent Mark Passio Organite, uh, uh, probably five five hundred dollars at least worth of Organite. If I was to sell it on Etsy, that's what I would ask for it, at least. And uh, you know, you gotta take initiative sometimes because I'm sure Mark Passio can't afford six hundred dollars, you know, to just blow on Organite, right? Nobody can. That's why it's not selling on Etsy. It's because nobody can afford, you know. Nobody can afford Organite, so it's just going to be sitting there at my house, making me into a total badass. But uh, the spirit called me yesterday and told me, you know, you should send Mark Passio some Organite, because he did back in the uh, spiritual battle. He did this amazing interview on uh, InfoWars. And uh, I was very impressed by it, and I just felt called to uh, send him an energy boost so that... Because he's becoming bigger and bigger, and uh, by investing in him early on, I've just created a parallel timeline where Mark Passio now has super badass Organite to ener- energize and to protect his his environment and protect his. If he carries, I sent him one. He can carry a really tiny one, not even that small. But if he carries that around, you know that'll that'll absolutely be a parallel dimension where he's more protected and more effective it, it sort of makes you be better able to to concentrate it absolutely increases your productivity and it increases your bio um, energetic you know potential and it, somehow it feeds your body with free energy uh, specifically the copper organite and I, and the uh, stainless copper mix probably especially it's hard to, for me to say yet which one is more powerful right today I'm actually carrying a half and half I carry rather large ones and I'm also carrying a just straight copper flower of life disc and I sent Passio a half and half disc I sent him a copper pyramid and I sent him um the decahedron stainless so he's gonna and a nice little stainless sort of coin he's gonna get a nice um some spiritual backup you know to uh i mean this has got directly going to affect the entire world by me just doing that everything you do always affects the entire world but i think this will have a big effect a profound effect because Passio is one of the spirit warriors who is um, one of the most passionate that, that you know I have met and one of the most effective at changing the fucking matrix, the amount of effect that that guy has had. And he's not even, uh, you know, probably he's not even a psychonaut as far as, you know, psychedelics are concerned. As far as I know, Paseo doesn't even... I mean, he has used psychedelics before, and he has talked about them um, being very powerful spiritual tools that can be used to upgrade a person's consciousness. But as far as I know, he's not like, you know, um, an experienced ayahuascaro or, or, you know, a, a person who's been taking peyote for, for decades, right? As far as I know, I could be wrong. I know he has had his share of uh, marijuana which is an excellent plant teacher, and I've had my share. You know, as long as you don't have too much at once. In the wrong way, too. I'm starting to find out if I eat marijuana, I can uh, have it consistently 
without it causing me problems because the effects are more more subtle and uh, they're they when you're eating it it's more of a full body effect and less of a head high right uh, so it just seems like a really good method of and in, in, of intake and I think there's also value in the uh, vaporization route because it, that's giving your lungs a nice a nice uh, direct dose of uh, healing plant medicine and lungs are something that absolutely need you know all the help they can get in this type of toxic environment where they're spraying us with heavy metals right we can just uh, I, if you can ingest cannabis here and there in the lungs without it throwing you off balance and that's something to be very aware of because lung ingestion of cannabis does have the power to throw people off balance I've definitely been there and what it does it sort of destroys the, the willpower destroys focus it sort of uh, gets you overly emotional to where you're, you're becoming less and less male polarized and more and more female polarized and when you're when you're constantly walking around with your with your entire will suppressed your worldly duties won't get done and they'll pile up and then your life will start to get chaotic and then because of the feminine um, enhancement from from flower cannabis when 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 the chaos starts to come in your life the feminine will freak out and you will start to have wild emotional you know problems start to get um i was there right my my life didn't go very well for quite a long time and cannabis was part of both the solution and part of the problem for a while you know because i did need feminine energy in my life i had just been totally toxified by the uh, years of porn abuse so i mean human feminine energy was was you know not something that i was ever allowed access to but i could get cannabis here and there so it was a godsend in that way but i would say i did become overly dependent on it or to the point of uh you could call it some some type of low level addiction but it became a daily thing and at that point when it's especially when it's either being smoked or vaporized you're going to start to see imbalance come up pretty quickly um one of the ways this manifests is just the amount that you need to buy will will bankrupt you because you start to develop a very high tolerance and that starts to be you know one of your priorities is making sure that you've got a nice nice sack um you know every day that you can work on and uh, that adds up real fast especially in the black market if if, if we weren't if we had freedom you know that wouldn't be a, a big deal at, at all because you could have large plants in your backyard and you wouldn't be able to smoke all the weed that you could grow in your backyard I don't even know if Bob Marley could do it but uh, that's not the world we're living in and maybe that's sort of telling you that hey you know cannabis costs five uh, four hundred dollars an ounce bro 
you'd think, you know, yeah, there's a police state. That's why cannabis costs so much, because there's a black market. You think instead of sitting around getting high all day, maybe, maybe you should do something about the the rising police state. Other, I mean, it could get worse, you know. Then cannabis might cost thousand dollars a fucking pound. Then what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? They continue arresting all the cannabis growers and distributors. Just get more and more expensive, right? Well, I didn't have enough common sense back then to recognize the uh, police state and, re- and to realize that I actually affect. I was not spiritually activated to that degree back then. And uh, sitting around smoking weed all the time seemed like a good idea to me. Although I did know that it would be better for me to only do use it occasionally. I just didn't have the... Uh, willpower from my bad habits outside of cannabis I didn't have the willpower to even go with that so I had a I was in quite a bit of suffering for a while but I'm gonna take a break